1: save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. Odyssey Sports presents Big Time Baseball with former Major Leaguer Tony Gwynn Jr. and Odyssey Insider Cody Decker.
2: Welcome in everybody to another episode of Big Time Baseball. I know it has been some time since... My man, Cody Decker and I have had a chance to get together, but today is the day. Uh, A lot has gone on since the last time we talked, Cody. I I know you and I didn't talk about the deadline, which is long past. Obviously, uh, the base, the big baseball news was the, the, the suspension of Fernando Tatis Jr. We'll get into that playoff race is starting to heat up. Cody, I have seen you everywhere in the last week or so.
1: I know. It's been amazing that people have allowed me (laughs) on their television screens. They've allowed me in their their homes via radio sets. It's been phenomenal. I've had a great couple of weeks. Went to Chicago. By the way, Tony, I haven't been to Chicago since I was in college. Why didn't you tell me how awesome that city was? I would have traveled there way earlier.
2: It's one of the best cities we have in the United States. I, I enjoy visiting that place so much every time I go.
1: Yeah, that's like a, like a best-kept secret hidden in plain sight. My God, what a time that was. Just, just a blast, but, you know, just a lot of time spending talking about baseball, talking about both teams in Chicago, and by the way, I'd spent a lot of time on WFAN last week in New York. We got to talk a lot about the Mets and Yankees, man, because there is – When I'm saying this, I'm getting a new perspective of the anger between the Mets and Yankees fans Ah, um, between each other is fascinating. Because you and I, I mean, I I freely admit it growing up in Southern California. I don't get it. I don't understand (laughs) this dichotomy. (laughs) Yeah, it makes no sense. But after these last couple of weeks,
2: I might have a slightly better understanding. Well, we'll definitely get into some of that. Let's start with the two teams at the top. All right. You know what? Let's not, let's not start with that. Let's start with the news of Fernando Tatis Jr. Obviously, um, a huge blow for the Padres, Cody, but I think also, just as important, a huge blow to baseball.
1: Yeah, I mean, Tony, we were more excited about this trade than we were anything in the world. It was no the biggest trade. I would, I'll would, i go as far to say the biggest trade of my lifetime. That That's how big I found this trade to be. The only other trade I can even come close to it in my eyes was that 1998 trade between the Dodgers and the Marlins when Mike Piazza and Todd Zeal went over to uh, Miami and the entire World Series Marlins team came over to the Dodgers. It was just... Yeah. Outside of that, I don't remember a trade like this. But seeing the aftermath with Fernando Tatis Jr., just to say the wind pulled right out of the sails of every Padre fan and everything Padres. I mean, it was the world was looking all things brown and yellow, man. It yeah, was yeah. it was looking like a brand new start to the season. And it's not that the Padres have played bad since, and they haven't played up to their potential since then. But man, what what a disappointment followed by the very. Ill advised statements mm. followed mm. by the statement from his father. I, mm. What can I say other than this has been a calamity of errors, embarrassment after embarrassment? And I'm starting, I was initially, and I don't normally have this thought, Tony, and, and correct me if you had this thought too. When I heard about the news, my first thought, and I, I normally don't give guys the benefit of the doubt right out the gate, but I went like, oh, he must have been trying to get on the field faster. Mm-hmm. And then I even caught myself saying that. I'm like, what did I just say? No, 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 no. And then the follow-up statements led me to think, oh, no, has he been doing this all along? Is this been mm. a much bigger problem than we thought?
2: Listen, and that is the the really the dilemma he'll have to deal with for the rest of his career, right, is that regardless of what he has done prior, everything done now will be in the guise of, at least in, in most people's minds, in the guise of, well, He's been doing that the whole time. And listen, I will say this: he, he's he's had a, a, who, who, uh, a, at least hundreds of tests uh, leading up to this point. He's passed all of them, including one in March. Uh, he doesn't pass this one. But listen, when when that's when you are caught with it in your system, ultimately the why, in my opinion, doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's 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 what what is what is is that you are going to be suspended. You are going to hurt your team, and your reputation will be damaged. Now, moving forward, he'll have a chance to to show, you know, remorse and a chance to show that there's growth. And I think there will be a segment of people that will respect that if that's the case, and will give him the opportunity um, to, to to really um, redeem himself. But there is a, a another segment of folks that will never forgive this moving forward, and that's something he's got to deal with uh, as, as, you know, he tries to kind of piece together his image that uh, he is certainly hurt in this process. And and then the team element is, is a whole nother thing. You know, there are guys in there disappointed, you know, there are guys in there that are hurt. Um, And, you know, there are guys who are quite frankly angry and, and, and that's, that's kind of uh, the, the kind of breakdown that you'll get in a locker room. And that's seemingly what we've seen from the Padres so far. They also know, uh, Cody, that they've been without him all year. So nothing changes from them in terms of baseball, right? They they mm-hmm. still ha- have proven that they can be a good team without him. And listen, nothing changes for them. They'll have to try to play better moving forward.
1: Yeah, you're right. and um, And like you said, will he grow from this? Will he learn from this? I want to believe yes, I truly yeah, do. Um and I am a big believer in second chances. Even even though I'm I'm staunchly against anyone who gets caught with steroids and they do deserve the punishment that they get. In fact, I'm of the belief that the punishment is still too light. Mm. However, um, I do believe in second chances and if he grows yeah. from this and learns from this and I do hope that he becomes the type of guy and player that this is not the thing that uh, follows him for the rest of his career because that's the most unfortunate part about this. Do we have a truly gener- generational talent right here in Fernando Tatis Jr. Yeah. who made a mistake and is he going to be the player that we think he is or is he going to be this flash in the pan that Honestly, I am now terrified to find out what he is. Now, it could be either way, and I'm hoping for the very best. But what we've seen from Fernando Tatis Jr. in the past lends me to believe that we're going to see some special things from him in the future. Yeah, yeah. But man, I, I, what can I say? Disappointed isn't even a word that covers it. I am uh, dejected heartbroken. Mm. This, uh, this sucks, man. I, I felt like a kid again for a whole, whole week (laughs) and Fernando ripped it right out of my soul. And then Fernando's father had to make a statement that literally made my IQ drop 14 points.
2: Yeah. Yeah, no, it, it does. It does seem like the, there isn't the most sound advice, um, right now coming from a circle based off of, of those statements, based off of um, the initial readout on, on the how and why it's just, it, it, it's, it's not good. And so again, all that's done moving forward. We'll have a chance to, to kind of, to, you know, change the perception of how people look at them. All right, let's move into some baseball best teams in baseball. I think quite clearly Cody are the Dodgers and the Astros, not a big surprise. Uh, maybe a little bit on the Astros' side. I don't know if we saw them being this good, but I don't know that there's any question that those are two best teams in baseball. Man, I didn't even have have the Astros winning their
1: division, let alone (laughs) winning this entire (laughs) AL. And man, was I wrong. This team. Now, granted, they did go into Atlanta and get swept, but that is a very good Braves team, especially the way they've been playing as of late. There's some interesting parody out there because right when you th- right when we sit here and be like, oh man, the Astros are it, they go to Atlanta and get swept. they are like, oh man, the Braves are it, and they get swept by the Mets. Oh man, the Mets are it, and Scherzer drops a game to the struggling Yankees. Man, baseball is nuts.
2: Yeah, no. <laughs> quite. I mean, and and this is this is what that that extra wild card spot does. Now, I mm-hmm. mean, there are so many more teams that are 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 in it. The parody. Uh, in itself is is a little unusual. Uh, I feel like it's the league is much more spread out with uh, some talent uh, that that can help you win ball games. And so we, we you consider the Dodgers, the Astros, although they got swept in Atlanta, you still consider those two teams uh, the cream of the crop. How do we categorize Yankees, Mets, pods, Braves, Blue Jays, Rays? I think they're all contenders. Mm-hmm. Uh, but is that tier two right
1: there? See, I, I my way, way I see it, and I liked how you put it initially, tier one is Dodgers and Astros. I feel like they're in their own unit the Dodgers, especially. Yeah. I, I know I know it sounds like a, a line or that I'm from LA, so this is clearly West Coast biased. Let me be abundantly clear. I root for the Padres and I want the <laughs> Padres to win the division. I'll put it out there. I'm just fully aware it ain't happening and it might not happen in the next decade the way this Dodgers team is constructed. This is the best team I've ever seen. They're in their own universe right now, and they're doing it without Walker Bueller, without Blake Trina, without Gratterall. Like they're just steamrolling teams. And I finally by the way, Tony, I came up with a theory finally on why everybody outside of uh Los Angeles hates the Dodgers. I finally figured it out. What you got? It's not that they're good. They are. It's not that they beat the living hell out of every single team. They do. It's how easy and how much fun and fun, how yeah. lazy it almost looks at it, this it's point. Anno-
2: it is annoying to watch. I, I will say that because it, it doesn't look like they're like locked in, like intent on just demolishing you, right? It just looks like they're outside playing baseball in the backyard, just kind of having a good old time. It Taking some like swings.
1: Yeah. It looks like they're in the backyard of a ba- barbecue playing wiffle ball without a worry in the world <laughs> as they beat major league teams by double digits nightly. It yeah. is they're oh God, I get it now. <laughs> I finally get it.
2: It definitely it definitely is annoying. uh no, listen, they they have mastered they have mastered the regular season. Like they do this and it's not that they haven't mastered the playoffs, but Anything can happen in, in, in a five-game, seven game series, right? A team could just get hot. But over the course of 162, they have year in, year out, been able to overcome injury, uh, guys slumping. Um, and you know, they have what I think is one of the best developmental systems in all of baseball. That's the only way that every year, if you if they choose, they can go out and make a trade for whoever the big name is out on the board. Like they're in contention every year to do that. The only way you do that is if other teams know that the guys that you have to offer are talented and they've been developed and they can play. And so they've got this machine. We, we talked about Tampa being a machine. I mean, the Dodgers are, are that same machine but on steroids, right? Yeah, and so, yeah. you know, it, it, it does make it tough. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm with you. I, I've, been a, I've been a Padre fan my whole life. And, uh, the fact of the matter is, regardless of how I feel about it, that doesn't mean that the Dodgers are any less good. Like that's just, that's just what it is. So, you know, they're, they're the cream of the crop. You do have the second tier. Let's talk about the Yankees a little bit, because, um, what, what I see from them is the same thing I've seen in the last couple of years in terms of why they're struggling when they're not healthy. They can't be the team that we saw earlier. And with Stanton now, you started to see the bullpen get chipped away at with, you know, Green's out for the rest of the year. You got Rizzo. He's been battling injury. Those guys aren't healthy. That lineup is not the same.
1: No, they're not the same. And not to mention the, um, I wouldn't call it a disaster at the trade deadline, but listen, the Jordan Montgomery trade is still something that is haunting my mind right now because yeah, he comes in. You've been out, on that. You've been yeah, on well, that.
2: You've you been on that. And he's pitched well and seemed like in every start he's had in the Carlton uniform.
1: He pitched a complete game one hitter last night, man. He killed the Cubs to nothing. And it turned out to be the Albert Pool holes, the solo shot to be the difference maker in the ball game. Um, This team's pitching worries me, along with their. Their offense at the moment and, and that you know you can you can attest to this any team that is based entirely around power you know it's very hitting can be contagious man and when hitting isn't going on with one guy and all of a sudden everybody gets cold for a couple of weeks panic and initially starts to set in and this is a team I think a Yankee fan base over the last five six years that have dealt with this ball club feeling like this just seems familiar to us we're used to this team getting hurt and then falling just under expectations and this team I mean, this team can go toe-to-toe offensively with anybody. Anyone, yeah. Yeah, at anyone ever. The question is, can they do it on the mound? You got Garrett Cole, but after that, I mean, how much do you trust Jamison Tyone? I trust him more than I do, say, Cortez. Uh, I trust him more than I do, say, pretty much anyone else in their, in their uh, pitching staff. I just, I look at this team thinking, this team should be the best team yeah. in the American League right now. They just aren't, and quite frankly, I'm starting to worry that the Rays and Blue Jays might catch them the way they're playing.
2: It's certainly a possibility. It, it really is. They have, uh, they have, you know, as they've gotten hurt, they they haven't been the same team that we watched earlier in the season, and um, it'll be interesting to see how, how that how that finishes because it does sound like Stanton is is, is uh, targeting, I think, Thursday. For his uh his comeback. We'll see if that changes things in that lineup. Uh okay, in terms of the AL Central, which we don't often talk about, um, it's a three team race right now. Guardians, twins, white sox. All three uh in this race. Cleveland's ahead right now, two games ahead of the the Twins, three games ahead of the Guardians, or, or excuse me, ahead of the White Sox. What are we to make of this division? Who do you think ends up winning it?
1: All right, people, who wants it less? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know at this point. This is the worst three first place teams I've ever seen in my life. The White Sox, the White Sox should have a 10 game lead in this division, and they don't. Uh, And the fact that they don't even have the shortest odds, the Guardians. Hey, you know what? The Guardians have been a pleasant surprise. I've I've enjoyed them. Oh, and by the way, I know we haven't done this show in two weeks, so I just want to ask you, um, have you ever seen that version of Austin Hedges? Because I've known Austin Hedges since he was seventeen, and I have never seen a fired up Austin Hedges he before.
2: Was, he was he was as um, he, he he tried to be diplomatic, but he was seething, and you <laughs> you could you could feel it in that interview for sure. No, I, to answer your question, no, I have not seen an Austin Hedges like that before.
1: I have been ready to go to war every day since I saw that interview. Austin <laughs> Hedges has got me fired up to a degree I've never seen. I wish I played. Austin, where was that in San Diego? Give that to me in San Diego a few years back, man. I'll play with you right now. Uh, yeah, man. It, it, the Guardians have been a pleasant surprise. The Twins. I mean, as much as we talk about the White Sox being a disappointment, and they are, the Twins you are, are unforgivably bad. They went out and they got Correa. They have Buxton. They went and got Sanchez. This team, they have Sonny Gray. This team should win quite a bit. Same with the White Sox. Quite frankly, the Guardians – The Guardians shouldn't be anywhere near this. This is why the Guardians are the pleasant surprise, but they are just taking advantage of a bad White Sox and Twins team right now. If the Guardians get in there, I can't imagine them going deep in the playoffs, but we've seen crazier things happen in October.
2: No, no doubt. Guardians are are a good hitting team. Padres kick off a two-game series with them starting tonight. Uh, We saw them earlier this year in Cleveland. That's the one thing that stood out. They're not necessarily a a, a team that's going to hit the ball at the ballpark but they got some good hitters up and down that lineup. And uh, that's offense has certainly sustained them uh, in terms of why they're at the top of, of the AL central right now. Let's move to the NL central Cardinals, five games up eight game winning streak. Um, I mean, let's start there. Uh, Albert Pujols having a tremendous season, killing, destroying left-handed pitching right now. Like, it's it's like the Albert of old against left handed pitching right now. Uh, and and as as you mentioned, the trade deadline, they make the move to bring Montgomery in, and he has been terrific for them uh, since joining the ball club.
1: Same with Quintana. Watch out, yeah, for yeah Quintana man. as well. Cardinals are up five games right now. That's going to be double digits before before uh before we even get close to the uh the final game. Oh, you season.
2: got them running away with it. From I here. got
1: them running way away with this. I'm I'm really worried about the Brewers. I feel like their inactivity at the trade deadline is going to be the thing that eventually sinks them. Uh, the Cardinals really got better of, of all the teams that I know we can look at and immediately be like, oh they got better they got better. Uh, especially the Padres. We looked at them going like oh AJ Preller won this uh this trade deadline and he did for a total of three days uh now it's looking like the cardinals have really won that trade deadline
2: yeah no they they're certainly uh miles ahead it seems like uh, of the brewers right now a lot of people scratching their head over the hater move to move him to san diego and um they haven't played well since okay picture
0: this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you
2: All right, uh, we got a new segment that Cody and I are going to uh, experiment today. It's called Truth Is, and we'll both share our unfiltered opinion on each team, player, coach, etc. Uh, Cody, we'll start with you. The Yankees' recent struggles tell you.
1: That they are not as good as we thought. They're too mm. streaky, man. And that's something that legitimately scares me for an October berth. Um, you, you actually hit the nail on the head earlier on the on this show where you talked about over a 162 season compared to bracket play tournament style October baseball. Those are two very different things. As somebody that has played in both these things, a long season is a long season. You collect numbers, you collect a lot of things, but when it comes to tournament bracket-style baseball, whether it's playoff baseball, whether it's the WBC, whether it's international play, Bracket style baseball is very much a different beast. And that is not only for the people on the field, but the people that are making decisions in the dugout. Snap decisions when you're talking about pulling um, relievers, leaving relievers in too long. Everything is just incredibly scrutinized in that type of play. And right now, the Yankees recent struggles tells me they are not who we thought they were.
2: Yeah, I am gonna reiterate what I said. Earlier, The Yankees recent struggles tell me that they're not as good when they're not healthy. And that's what has bared out since you started to see the injuries mount. All right, Cody, here's one. Number two. Truth is Brian Cashman needs to
1: not make a trade. And when you're planning a second trade and it's not secured yet, I just mentioned Jordan Montgomery. You don't trade away Jordan Montgomery unless you know for a fact Pablo Lopez is joining your staff. And Pablo Lopez did not join your staff, and you lost Jordan Montgomery. Man, Brian Cashman, you were doing this for 35 years, but it seems like the younger GMs are getting ready to out-fleece you the way you outfleeced everybody in the 90s and early 2000s. <laughs> I'll
2: go with what Cody said on that one. <laughs> <laughs> that was too good. I would just roll with that one. All right, here's the next one. Truth is the padres are fun but i'm sad they're it's just
1: <laughs> not what they should be how about that they they they're, the padres are upsetting right now but it's because of one decision by one player and it's unfortunate that the entire stigma is being held over like a black cloud on the San Diego Padres because this team is exciting but this team only has a game and a half lead on the wild card right now and after the splashes they made during the trade deadline they need to get themselves a six or seven game lead on this wild card quite frankly if they don't make October there is no excuse anymore I I don't know what's going to happen obviously Preller's not going to be fired and I don't know Whose head's going to roll, but something has to happen if this team somehow does not make it into October.
2: That's, a, that's, I mean, listen, that's, that's a fact. I mean, in terms of uh, this team needs to get separate themselves in the wild card. I don't know what'll happen if they don't. It certainly will be, I think it'll be an even bigger disappointment uh, than last year's uh, run. Oh um, yeah it, it, by far. So oh, yeah. we'll see we'll see how it shakes out for sure. Let's go to this one. The truth is the Orioles. <sighs> Man, how do you answer this
1: question? <laughs> the truth yeah. is the Orioles are exactly the opposite of what we all thought and we owe everyone specifically in the Orioles organization a massive apology and I will be the first one to start I am sorry Baltimore Orioles for everything I said in April and May you are a potential playoff team oh I also want to apologize to you Baltimore Orioles for what I said to you during the trade deadline on trading away your closer and Trey Mancini I'm like oh my god how dare you you finally snuck into a potential spot to win a playoff berth and you go ahead and you trade away your two best players how dare you what an embarrassment and they keep winning because the Orioles are so much better than all of us.
2: <laughs> well said, Cody. The truth is the Orioles are a bunch of misfits that have got a taste of winning and they are addicted to it. That is the truth. It re- This team reminds me so much of the 2010 Padres ball club that I was on that took the giants down to the very last, last game,
1: game of, of the, the year. Uh-huh. Uh, it was
2: it was a, a bunch of semi-young and young players that had kind of been castaways from other organizations that came together and all wanted to prove that they belonged in the big leagues with a splash of some veteran help, you know. And that is what this Orioles team remind me of. It, it's not the most talented, but they play good baseball and they play with energy. And uh, I think – I mean, listen, I, I have, a, I still have a hard time saying they're going to find a way into the playoffs, but at they this point <laughs> – can't,
1: right? They, they just can't. It's
2: not possible, right? I mean, at this point, I didn't think this was possible. So I won't rule it out. I won't rule it out. But uh, it certainly is a, is, a, a, is a fun team to watch. All right, last one. We'll end the show with this one. The only thing stopping the Dodgers from winning the World Series is – The Dodgers
1: themselves. The Dodgers will win the World Series if they decide to. If they decide not to, they're not winning the World Series. There is not a single team in Major League Baseball that should knock this team out. But I've said that last year. I've said that years before that. This team Mm -hmm. has been the best team in baseball for the past 10 years, and they only have one ring. And it was in the very highly contested year that was 2020, to which everyone's like, oh, that doesn't count. It counts. It's just very different. And I will ad- freely admit, I'd like to see the Dodgers, if they really are the best team of the last decade, like they've shown us, I'd like them to see a le- see them win a legitimate yeah, full-on yeah. World Series. And if they don't do it, man, you can't say anything other than this 10 years of Dodger history is a borderline – I mean, we look back at the 90s and the Braves and with fondness, but they won one World Series that right. 90s Braves. Right, right,
2: and and probably don't get the credit they deserve because they only won one World Series in that run, and that's kind of what the Dodgers are looking at if they only end up winning one. Now, listen, most teams will take the one, but uh, this is the Dodgers we're talking about. Mm-hmm. So uh, I say the only thing stopping the Dodgers from winning a World Series is is their back end of their bullpen. Mm-hmm. I I think it is very queasy in the back. So uh, we'll see how that rolls, especially you get into a, a short series and a guy got to go back out there second or third night. I don't know. I, I, I think that may be the one thing uh, holding them down. All right. That's going to do it for this week's episode. Cody, where can the people find you?
1: You know what? Just follow me on Twitter at Decker6 and follow me on Instagram, Antihero Baseball. You can check out everything I'm doing, all the shows I'm around, and uh, please, like, share, and subscribe to this podcast, Big Time Baseball, on the Odyssey app, and of course, wherever you get your favorite podcasts. This is the very best baseball podcast that exists. I have a lot of studies that I will not show you to prove it.
2: (laughs) Well said. You can find me on at at on Twitter and on IG at Tony underscore Junior. You can find me in San Diego on 97.3 The Famine Odyssey Station from 2 to 6 on Gwen and Chris. Until next week, folks, we'll check you later.